Yes, guys, welcome back to Onto the Ball. I'm Scott and I'm here to go over Crystal Palace versus Liverpool tomorrow, Saturday, 12.30. Jurgen Klopp's favourite kickoff time, but don't say that to Jurgen Klopp after what happened on Wednesday night with that reporter. Um, do you think it was justified that Jurgen Klopp was annoyed at that comment? Um, I'm not too sure. Obviously, look, Jurgen Klopp's the messiah and whatever he says goes most Liverpool fans will back him to the hilt. Uh, obviously, I'd back him in this instance. That reporter, I can't remember his name, Max something, was pretty muggy with his comment. Um, kind of insinuating that at half 12, he surprised Jürgen Klopp, still got the passion, the desire. It was absolutely laughable. Um, so, in my opinion, Jürgen Klopp was rightly miffed, rightly annoyed. Um, and he gave a reaction that obviously other opposition fans are absolutely lapping up, but we can take it. Um, so, yeah, Crystal Palace, another 12.30 kickoff time. And this is the problem. It's nothing to do with the actual game. Like I'd done a, a short and a TikTok about facing Man City after the international break and all the comments were full of Man City fans. Oh, it's the same for both teams. It is on that particular occasion, but the whole point of the tweet uh, the TikTok, the short, was that this is Liverpool's 14th time. The next most is Spurs. I mean, there's something not right there. That's just basic maths. I'm not saying it's corruption. I'm not saying someone's out to get us, but there's just something not right. There's something not sitting right. So this is now the 14th time. No, sorry, the 15th. 15th time that we've got a Saturday 12.30 kickoff. But it is what it is, and we move. Um, I hope everyone's okay after the midweek Amazon games, uh, the frustration of being like 90 seconds behind the live action. Um, it's Obviously, it's not ideal streaming on Amazon, but it is what it is. I'm not sure about these Amazon games myself. There's, I said on stream on Wednesday night, it just doesn't feel like real football. Like It's a bit of an exhibition match. It's just a weird kind of feeling on it. But um, it, it was a great round of fixtures. I mean, Man City beaten again, winless in four. Pep Guardiola has had a lot to say. He's gone out gunning for Gary Neville. He's gone out gunning for Jamie Carragher. Roy Keane escaped his wrath, which was quite funny watching the Stick to Football podcast uh, yesterday. They all pointed out that he didn't mention Roy Keane. He even mentioned Man City boy Micah Richards. Um, so, yeah, is Pep cracking up? I don't think he is. Of course he is. Isn't And obviously Jurgen Klopp said you'd be mad to write off Man City. No one's writing them off. Is it a blip? Is it complacency? It's all going to come out on the wash over the next six months. I know that to finish off the season, but it's given everyone uh, a chance, a hope that something can happen this season. Uh, my boy Trav straight in the comments. How you doing, brother? You okay? Huge game for us. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Man City continue to drop points. It's given everyone a glimmer of hope. Um, in the Premier League race, Arsenal are sitting pretty at top of the league. Liverpool are two points behind. So victory on Saturday, 12.30, would give Liverpool a point lead at the top of the Premier League for a few hours at least. Um, I think Arsenal play at half five against Villa, which is a, no, by no means a gimme. Villa away at the minute. Is there a tougher fixture in English 
football right now than Villa away. Um, obviously, I back Liverpool. I back my boys. I can't wait to go to Villa. I back us to get a result, but we've already beat them comfortably at Anfield. I think it was 3 0 or 3 1. Um, so, yeah, it is what it is. Can't take anything away from Villa and Unai Emery. He's absolutely smashing it. But um, everyone must have been clapping their hands and rubbing their hands together at Man City dropping even more points. They've dropped to fourth in the league. Aston Villa actually leapfrogged them into third. Um, so six points off the lead Man City. Arsenal are top of 36 points. So, yeah, on to Liverpool. Liverpool away to Crystal Palace. Another half 12 fixture for Jurgen Klopp and his red men. It's not ideal. Um, but if we're just isolating this game, it's the same for Crystal Palace. They played Wednesday night as well. So we've just got to take the game as it comes. Um, loads of team news for, for Liverpool. Alisson continues to be injured. Um, there's rumours that he might be back for the Man United game a week on Sunday. Hopefully that's the case. Crossing everything, fingers, toes, legs, the lot that that comes true. Devastating news has come out that Joe Matip has ruptured his ACL. He's in the last year of his contract, so it is very possible we'll never see Joe Matip in a Liverpool shirt ever again. And I think that's an absolute travesty. He's been an amazing servant to us. Um, and I've always said on his day, he's as good as Van Dijk, if not better, with his marauding runs into midfield. He's just a fantastic player, a brilliant professional. Uh, I tweeted the other day that my heart says give him another year's extension um, to get him through the rehab. Hopefully see him in a Liverpool shirt again next season. That would probably be the wrong thing to do for the football club, given his age, given the fact that he might not come back the same player. We all know what it's like coming back from an ACL. Just look at Van Dyke and other players that have had an ACL. Um, so, yeah, it's devastating news for Joe Matip. Thoughts go out to him and everyone that's a big fan of Joe Matip. I know my boy James OB is a massive Joe Matip fan, along with me. Um, Robertson continues to be injured. Joe Gomez filled in at left-back on Wednesday night. Uh, he got a little bit of negative feedback from that performance. I thought he'd done all right. He didn't do too bad at all. Um, he's, he's better at right-back, lesser so at centre-back, even lesser so at left-back, but he filled in the job. We got the three points, 2-0 against Sheffield United. You'll take that all day long. Um, Endo, we've got to give a shout-out to Endo before we do the team selector. He's proven me wrong. I'm sure he's proven other people wrong. Um, listen, sometimes when you're on these podcasts and you're writing off players like Endo, you're writing off players like Darwin Nunes, me especially, and I probably drive my co-host James O'B O'Brien crazy by my off-the-cuff um, opinions, but sometimes I say them just to be proved wrong. I, I'll write a player off and I want him to prove me wrong. Um, Endo, he's, he's grabbed it with two hands, his chance. Um, and I, I can't fault him in the last his last 15 minutes against Fulham. He Did he turn the game? Uh, you tell me. He'd done some crunching tackles. He scored a goal himself. He was fantastic. Deservedly started the game against Sheffield United. So, um, yeah, I think he's going to start again, especially with an injury doubt about Alexis McAllister. He took an absolutely crunching tackle on Wednesday night. Uh, and he, I'm sure he was taken off. He was subbed. So he's, he might be a doubt for tomorrow. So add him to the already long injury list that contains Thiago, Diogo Jota, Matip, Robertson, Allison. As you can see, all these names that I'm reeling off, the injuries are just piling up. And it's the same for every club. Um, but obviously, this is a Liverpool episode, so and they're my team. So I'm just 
reeling off the injuries just to remind people. Um, I did say that if we get an injury to Alison Van Dyke, Salah is our season over. We've got an injury to Alison. Kelleher has held his own. He wasn't great against Fulham, but none of the team were, to be honest. There was no control in the game. He, he didn't get any protection whatsoever, but he could have done better with a, certainly the first and second goal. The third goal, I'm not so sure. Simicast just got battered at the far post, fair play. But he, he had a, a non-eventful day against Sheffield United. That's just what you want. You want your keeper not to be noticed in these kind of games. So hopefully it's going to be the same again against Crystal Palace. Um, and that brings us on to the front three. Darwin Nunes, uh, done another short. He continues to frustrate and excite Liverpool fans in equal measures. There's some saying he's world-class. There's some saying he causes defenders more trouble than any other forward in the Premier League. I can't disagree with that, but then he gets a couple of easy chances that you'd hope that he's going to finish and he just doesn't finish. It's an absolute nightmare. Obviously, as a Liverpool fan, we've got to just keep going, keep persevering, keep coaching instill a bit of confidence in him. That's I'm sure that's all that he needs. He needs a couple of these shots that are crashing off the bar or crashing off the post or he's miskicking. He just needs to get a good connection on a couple of them. They'll fly in and I'm nailing my flag to the mast. He is going to score three, four, even five goals in one game soon. So bookmark it. And if by the end of the season it doesn't happen, by all means, pull me up. Um, I won't mind that at all. Um so, yeah, Crystal Palace, I mean, they're struggling themselves. I don't think they've won in five now. I think they're on four straight defeats. I had Roy Hodgson on TalkSport yesterday. Let me have a slip of my tea. Um, they're on a wretched run of form. They were booed off the park on Wednesday. Um, they were home to someone. I can't remember who they were home to, but they got stuffed anyway. Or was it Fulham? Yeah, they got beat away to Fulham, wasn't it? So, yeah, they're not in good form. So, obviously, I'm hoping that they continue that and they don't just up it when the red men come to town. That is always seems to be the case. Fulham come to town. They put up a great fight. We visit Luton. All of a sudden, it's like that Liverpool game for Luton has been a catalyst for their season. Um, watching the Luton game against Arsenal on Tuesday night, I challenge you to tell me if there's a harder working team in the league than Luton. They are absolutely workhorses all over the pitch, 1-11. to 11. Ballers like Ross Barkley uh, are just, he's playing out of his skin. How he's not getting in England squads is beyond me. It just must be something about his reputation, his work rate in the last 10 years, why his career's never hit them heights. But um, for FPL players, I'm looking to get him in my FPL team soon. He's good for a goal as well. Um, but yeah, Luton, I mean, they've, they've turned it around. They're looking like a side now. Very unlucky not to get at least a point on Tuesday night against Arsenal. Heartbreak, De Declan Rice scoring with that 97th minute winner. Uh, I'm sure a few of you other rival football fans struggled to sleep Tuesday night, just like me. But yeah, Crystal Palace, they're struggling. And like I just said, why is it always when Liverpool come to town that these teams all of a sudden up it? It's an absolute nightmare. Um, so yeah, Darwin Nunes, is he going to get a start? That's the big question tomorrow. Gakpo versus Nunes. Diaz is a fixture on the left. Salah's a fixture on the right. So it's going to be whether Jurgen Klopp goes with Darwin Nunes or Gakpo through the centre. And then if Alexis McAllister is injured, who's going to play in the centre? Um, let's find out now. Let's go straight to the team predictor. Let me share my screen. Um
There it is. Right, let's get straight into it. Obviously, we know we've already gone over it. Allison is probably out for another few days. Obviously, we're all praying that he um, starts training again in time for the Man United game next Sunday. Let's be honest, that's the one that we're all hoping um, to see in him. Where's my team selector gone? Um, yeah, Allison is the one. We need him against Man United, let's be honest. Kelleher, like I just said, he hasn't done much wrong. Um, and it, it's hard coming in because his confidence hasn't been the same. I've, I've mentioned it on a few streams now, since we drew four each with Southampton away from home in the last game of last season, he just hasn't seemed the same player. He's been getting Europa League games, League Cup games. He's looked a little bit shaky. Hopefully... The clean sheet on Wednesday night will have done him the world of good away to Sheffield United. Um, so, yeah, he's going to continue in goals for this one. Um, and then it's the man of the moment. It's our boy, Trent Alexander-Arnold. All the talk is these days is, is he a midfielder? Is he a fullback? Does he need to be released into midfield? You know, you could do hours and hours of podcasts about this kind of stuff. Um I'm of the opinion he needs released into midfield. There was just something against Fulham when we brought Joe Gomez on that into right back. It just felt right. Something just seemed to feel right. And I joked that it was like we'd finally signed Jude Bellingham for all those Reds, Reds fans that are still annoyed we missed out on Jude Bellingham. It just felt, without his defensive responsibility, he just looked right in that centre. He, um, he got, obviously, the winning goal. He's getting assists. He got two... Uh, Fulham, let's be honest, that free kick was just out of this world. Playing out of his skin, I've literally just put him in my FPL team as well. But he's going to continue it right back, I imagine. Um, I don't think Jürgen Klopp's the type to be peer pressured by Gareth Southgate, who basically sees him as a midfielder now. All the fans are talking about him going into midfield, um, talking like we need to be buying a right back, not a CDM in January, to release Ale uh, Alexander-Arnold into midfield. Uh, we're just going to have to see what happens in January. I'll take anything, to be honest. FSG to open the the checkbook and just spend again to go again and try and back up this title charge um, that we're on right now. Can we sustain it? Personally, I don't think we can. But listen, I'm here for it. Uh, so, yeah, in defence, Matip. Absolutely heartbroken Matip's out. But Kanate is going to start. And this is the problem. Kanate has got injury problems of his own. He's never had a sustained 20, 30 games in the team. He's always prone to an injury himself, which is uh, heartbreaking. So again, we're going to be relying on Kanate. And then if Kanate gets injured, you're down to Joe Gomez. Does that mean that we'll move into the transfer market in January? Obviously, we hope so, like I say. But look what happened last time. We had no central defenders. We scratted around all January and signed Ben Davies and Quebec on loan on January the 31st. It was an absolute nightmare. So... Don't bet any money on FSG spending more after their 100 million plus outlay in the summer. Um, the defence central is made up by none other than Captain Virgil van Dijk. We've said it before, Virgil van Dijk is back to his best. He is an absolute monster. He's relishing having that armband. He got a goal on Wednesday night against Sheffield United. Um, is Everyone keeps saying, is he the same player as he was when he first came to Anfield before his ACL? He's not. 
he's lost a yard of pace. But tell me what 32-year-old is faster or it at least is as fast as they were when they were 28. People attribute it to the ACL injury. He would have lost that anyway. The guy's 32. I don't want him to be pacey when he's 33, 34, 35. I want him just still to be a brick wall, still to be one of the best defenders in the league. And he's certainly on the way to that. And for me, he's the best central defender in the league right now. Uh, I know there'll be other people throwing in your William Salibas into the mix and the like. But for me, Virgil van Dijk, all day long, I wouldn't swap him for anyone. Left back with Robertson still out. Simicast will be restored to the lineup, um, even though Joe Gomez done well. He, he is our standing left back. He's done nothing wrong. I can only imagine he was rested on Wednesday night. I don't know why. I mean, this is him getting his chance at left back. I don't know what the thinking was there. Uh, if we were Champions League, would we be resting first teamers on a Wednesday after we play Sunday? I don't think we would. So what's the difference now? Just because it's a Premier League game Sunday, Premier League game Wednesday. But, you know, Jurgen Klopp knows the team better than me. I'm not going to argue with Jurgen Klopp. Okay, into midfield, it's the big one. Um, it's my boy now. I'm giving the big build up. <laughs> it's going to be my boy Endo CDM. He deserves another shot in the team. It really is as simple as that. He's done nothing wrong. He's been patient. A few people said that maybe Klopp's blooding him into the, the team the same way he did way back when with Robertson, with Oxlade-Chamberlain. I'm sure they didn't really start games till October, November after we signed them. Endo at nearly 31 years old, or he is 31 now. I can't see that myself. We're supposed to be buying a ready-made CDM to go straight in. So if he's not ready now, he's never going to be ready. It was my opinion, but he's had his chance. He's taken it with both hands, and I think he's going to start again on Saturday. So who's going to partner him in midfield? Another fixture in the side is Dominic Sabosley. I was a little bit critical of him um, on the last podcast. Obviously, he comes to the Premier League with a bit of a reputation. It's been enhanced massively with his performances and how well he's settled into the Liverpool team. And for me, since the comparisons with Steven Gerrard, probably about... Six weeks ago, for me, he's dropped off a little bit um, and I am expecting more. I'm not sure if it's gone to his head. He's only a young lad, whether he thinks he's already made it and he's oozing class. Um, I likened it when I was thinking about it. I was thinking of Zinedine Zidane. Like whenever the camera went on Zinedine Zidane, I'm not comparing him to Zizou, by the way, in case anyone pulls me up. But you'd always see sweat dripping off his chin like he's all over the pitch, like his work rate goes with the technical ability. When it's supposedly, I don't. I feel like he's playing at eighty or ninety percent. I don't feel like he's up and down the pitch as much as he was when he first came to Liverpool. I'm not sure if he, he thinks he's he's already made it. He doesn't need to work as hard anymore. Um, so listen, I'm not slating him. I'm just saying that I want a little bit more from Sabosley. There's just something a little bit missing. I'm not sure if it's gone to his head, all the, the positive praise. Obviously, he lashed that one in against Leicester in the League Cup, which obviously enhanced his reputation even more, boosted his confidence, no doubt. But I want more from Sabosley. That's all I'm saying. Um, Matt's in the comments. Cheers for joining Matt. Top man, FPL, Matt Day. Um, 
if anyone doesn't know Matt or plays FPL, go and visit his channel and subscribe. It's the best FPL content. It's the only one I watch. Him and his mate Rue, great content. Uh, 4-0 Liverpool, I'd take that, Matt, if you're offering me it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, supposedly, I'm not saying the jury's out, not at all. I'm just saying I want more. So, prove me wrong. Tomorrow, half 12, get a goal. Even a man of, match, man of the match performance, that'll do me perfect. Right, this one, um, I'm going to take it that McAllister's injured. I've just got a feeling he's injured, and if he's not, they might rest him a little bit. But it's quite an easy decision anyway, because we've got Gravenberg, who normally plays on that left-hand side. Um, I think he might go Gravenberg, not just because McAllister come off with a suspected injury on Wednesday, but he played most of the game Wednesday. Gravenberg didn't. So I think Gravenberg's going to get the nod for this one. So that um, midfield is, it, it looks quality on paper. Endo, Gravenberg, Sobosle, I'll take that all day long. Um, so yeah, I mean, the team's looking pretty solid from there. Consider we're missing Robertson, we're missing Matip, we're missing McAllister. So Jota's still out, but he's in the front three. So yeah, let's let's get on to it. There's no point in beating around the bush. It's going to be Diaz on the left and Salah on the right. There's no point in dragging out. Everyone knows that is what's going to happen. Um, and then it's just in the middle. I mean, Luis, just a quick word on Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz, obviously, he's had some personal turmoil with his father being kidnapped. He's went away with Colombia, scored a couple of goals. I think he scored both of them against Brazil. Um, he's come back and he doesn't quite look himself, but I'm not blaming him for that. Like I say, he's gone through some hardship, personal problems with his family. I, he's, he's kind of in the same bracket as Sabosle for me. He's just kind of playing. It looks like 80, 90%. So uh, he needs a big performance soon. And if he doesn't, then there might be chat of Gakpo or Nunes on the left and one of whoever's left back in the centre. So Diaz, come on, Diaz, give us a goal. Give us a man of the match performance so in the middle listen for those that have tuned into the channel i have reached that point again where i've wrote nunez off but it's reverse psychology i'm doing it so that he bags a hat trick he's getting the nod again tomorrow for me he needs to score and he needs to score quick, not just to get rival fans off his back, not just to curry favour with his own fans, but I think for his own mental health, for his own confidence, he needs one to hit the back of the net and fast. He's gone seven games without a Liverpool goal now. He scored on Uruguay, uh, on international duty for Uruguay, so that's fair play. It, you can see he's confident. Whenever he's missing chances, he, he he's laughing. You see he's not letting it get to him. He's just thinking, I'll, I'll score the next one. He got a wonderful assist on Wednesday night, although some people said it was uh, a foul. And I've got to admit, I've watched it back. It was a foul all day long. Um, Matt and Trav in the comments, let me know if you thought that was a, a Nunes foul. It was a foul. I mean, he chopped him from behind. Yes, his right foot got the ball, but then his left foot cleaned the guy out from behind. It's a foul all day long. Another feather in the cap of VAR being nowhere to be seen. Um, Matt says, only based on Palace not being great, but no easy game in Prem, but just feel you'll smash them. Yeah, that's the thing, Matt. The, I think about a month ago, we said there's no easy games in the Prem. Um, apart from maybe Sheffield United, Luton. But now I think as everyone's settling into the season, 
it, there, there is a few easy games on paper. Luton have pulled themselves out of it. I wouldn't say Luton is a gimme. I mean, look at the Arsenal game. 4-3 to Arsenal. Istanbul, Istanbul vibes. Uh, Last-minute winner in the 97th minute. But probably at the minute, you'd say Sheffield United is an easy game. Crystal Palace. This is I'm going to jinx this, aren't I? Crystal Palace with the form they're in. You've got to say that's an easy game. Um Burnley, you've got to say that's an easy game. I know they won 5-0, but against a really awful Sheffield United side who have since replaced the manager. Burnley, you say, is an easy game. Um, Everton have picked up a lot, but um, considering they've got a 10-point deduction, they're out of the relegation zone now, so fair play to them. But yeah, I'm expecting an easy win tomorrow, and I hope that does not damage me mentally tomorrow. Um, I might even do a live watch-along, Trav, if you're available. I've got a feeling the girls' fit will get called off in the morning for rain. Need a Costas Hall for FPL. I can't even get him in the team, Matt. But yeah, it's a good shout, Costas. He, take it from me, Costas Simicas will start, mate. So you're safe there. Endo skipper on FPL now. <laughs> Trav, don't come for me. Don't come for me, all right? All I'm saying is he's grabbed his chance with both hands, okay? And I do this reverse psychology thing. I'm writing off Endo. I'm writing off Nunes. And it is. It's with the hope that they prove me wrong. I'm I'm not a hater. I'm not trying to down talk any Liverpool player. I don't want any of them to fail. So, yeah, he's took his chance. And there you go. This is my team. Predicted lineup, and he's in it. So, fair play to him. Go on, Endo, lad. Prove Trav wrong now. Uh, me and Obi are fully behind Endo, and I'm sure Jurgen Klopp is as well because he's picking him. Um, guarantee you bench Nunes now. <laughs> I ain't got any players, mate, in FPL, if that's what you're on about, because they're all injured. My team is in absolute state. I've just done a short, actually, if you want to go and watch it. I've got seven of the 15 injured or doubtful. It's an absolute nightmare. Uh, Darwin's centre-forward. Miss a couple and prob score, then subbed off for Gakpo after 70 minutes with the game done. I'll take that, Matt, because Darwin Nunes is still in my FPL team. Um, but yeah, putting FPL to the side just for a minute. He needs that for his Liverpool career. Um, we said that one of the big Liverpool podcasts, James Redmond, said that he's never known a player to get the benefit of the doubt as much as Darwin Nunes. And I've got to agree with him. Um, but he's not... Um, He's not out of... You've got to be able to criticise a Liverpool player, but still back them. And and I jokingly said, I'm writing him off. He's done. He's not going to make it at Liverpool. But again, it's I want him to prove me wrong. At the same time, I'm doing short saying he was going to score five goals in a game soon. And I really do believe he will. And everyone will be like, wow. Because he gets like... I've, I've never known anyone to get as many chances or cause as many... Uh, create as many chances as Nunes. He's just so lively all over the place. So, yeah, let's hope this one is the moment. Do a watch-along. Yeah, I think uh, I think I might, Matt, uh, see if my boy Trav's available. Endo Hall. <laughs> Matt, you're the man. Has anyone got Endo in their FPL team? What's the selected percentage? I bet it's something like 0.1%. Um, I bet no one's got endo. But yeah, listen, take it from me. He's going to start again tomorrow. I predict. Don't blame me if you don't. And McAllister's past fit and they go with McAllister, Gravenberg and Subbo Slay in midfield. It's not It's not um, a certainty that this is the midfield three. This is what I'm predicting. But um, yeah, 
so yeah get your score predictions in uh matt has already said i'll put them all in the comments with uh i'll tag your channel matt trav let me know your score prediction i'll get it off ob as well matt's gone four nil so yeah score prediction we'll concede it's half 12 uh, the kickoff time we hate we will concede i just know it. it's not going to be an easy saturday for me uh they're going to make it hard work so i'm going to go three one to the reds i think like matt just alluded to darwin nunez is going to get on the score sheet Crystal Palace will score. I hope it doesn't go 1-0 and we start panicking and getting all flustered and turning into a real dogged game. I hope we score first. Maybe they'll equalise and then we'll make it 2-1 before halftime. Then bring on the likes of Elliot and just make the game comfy. Probably swap the front. Gakpo for Nunes, as Matt said as well. But um, I'd love a clean sheet for Kelleher to boost his confidence some more. I can't see it. I think we're going to win 3-1. But I'll put the score predictions in the description of the video um but yeah other than that if you made it this far don't forget to like and subscribe it helps us out absolutely loads um and yeah we'll see you in the next video everyone have a great weekend this is friday i'm off work today so that's why i'm on today um but yeah we'll see you saturday sunday for some more content Liverpool, Man United, and maybe even a bit of Arsenal. Nice one. Have a good weekend. Cheers, guys. Oh, you beauty! What a headshot!